I just think the last couple words of the film are so completely magical. We have to have 40 years of preparation for that to get the full feeling of what that means. I felt so satisfied and so complete in a way. Who are you? I'm right. Nine episodes in a great tale, beautifully done over many, many years. And that means that it's not an ending. That it's here with us and it'll stay there and makes our lives part of that story. Ray Skywalker. Last day of recording on films like this is always a little bit emotional. There's a sense of satisfaction coming to the end of the musical journey of it. But there's also a little sense of feeling sorry that we won't be meeting again next week to record some more Star Wars music. I would be quite happy to have it go on indefinitely. I feel like we've been together for a very, very long time. I really will miss seeing you. I wish we had more to play. But I cannot thank you enough for this opportunity to be with you. Bravo, thank you for your artistry and for your obvious love of music. Thanks so much. Welcome, everyone, from across the universe to the Wampa's Lair podcast. Star Wars is for everyone, so pull up a chair, get comfortable, and join the conversation with your hosts, Carl LeClaire and Jason Hunt, here in the Wampa's Lair. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampa's Lair podcast. This is episode number 531, A Musical Journey, Part 3. We finally got here. I'm, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, my dyad in the force, we have Carl LeClaire. Oh, Jason, that's so great. Uh, who's giving their life for the other one? I don't know. It's probably going to be you. Uh, um. Well, let, let's uh, let's hope we don't have to go that far. All right. That's, that is <laughs> we'll, true. We'll just keep each other alive, and we'll be fine. We'll just balance yeah, things out. Yeah, just transfer a that? little bit of life force back and forth. Not the whole thing. Right, right. Yeah, no, none, none of this, none of this all or nothing stuff. Right. <laughs> um, I am so excited to be back to finish this this three part journey we started a, cu- a couple weeks back, looking at the nine Skywalker film saga. Just the music, choosing songs that we feel best reflect the movies individually, as well as the Skywalker saga as a whole. Uh, it was so much fun doing that with the prequels and then the originals a few weeks back. Uh, quick timeout for uh, a Mike Chen interview and some fun on Batu last week. But we are back to finish this out with the sequel trilogy. Absolutely. We, uh, it, was, it was strange. We didn't mean to take a break in the middle, you know, right before we finished the series. But we had some things that were very <laughs> pressing and uh, we, we just we just couldn't get around it uh you know that you know flying the millennium falcon for the first time carl is a big deal very big uh, deal. like finn it's, yes. a, it's a big deal <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my goodness well you know as we we started a few weeks back like i said we are we've been looking at each of the films picking two songs each from each movie that we feel best represent each of the individual films and again add to the kind of overall Skywalker saga story. So that's what we're going to do again uh, this week. And once again, Jason and I have a f- couple of crossovers, a couple of similarities, and uh, a few differences as the trilogy goes on. But Jason, we are in full alignment when it comes to Force Awakens. Well, that's not a surprise. Uh, Force Awakens uh, is a pretty succinct, I, I feel like, score in general. Uh, but in terms of the storytelling and the way that you and I think about the storytelling of these films i'm not terribly surprised that we we lined up on how how we feel the the big story points musically in the force awakens uh well why don't you go ahead and kick us off with the first one sure 
well, our first one is, of course, the most prevalent piece of music in the entire uh, sequel trilogy, and it's Ray's theme. Uh, I love Ray's theme, Jason. It's yes. so beautiful. As I mentioned a few weeks ago when I went to that uh, Star Wars Musical Journey concert at the Boston Pops, after they played Ray's theme uh, live, it was like there was just like this stunned silence and then like an uproar of cheers because it's just such a beautiful piece. Um, and I think what what really works for me on this point is that, you know, as we kind of continue from, you know, the original trilogy and we left in a place of triumph. Well, Ray's theme is kind of a triumphant theme in and of itself, kind of buried in the mess that is the state of the galaxy by the time we get to the sequels there's this really pure and innocent character in ray and her theme itself the music just the notation of it it's it's very much a journey itself like you go on a journey with just the way this song progresses um it kind of goes up and down and up and down um and it kind of all comes to this crescendo towards the end of the piece where you have kind of these triumphant horns kind of telling us that this hero is going to transcend all of the things that fell apart in the galaxy around her. Um, and I think that's kind of the state of where the galaxy is, is the galaxy has kind of found itself spinning in a circle again, but there's somebody that's going to break us out of that circle. And I think Ray's theme really captures that theme of this is a new type of hero, and they're one that's going to transcend out of the limitations that came before. Yeah, I, I, I really like how what you said about the, the theme itself being a journey, because Ray's, Ray's story in the sequel trilogy is really all about going on this journey of exploration through the Force. That's sort of the overarching if you want to say the overarching theme that I found musically getting ready for this episode of the sequel trilogy is like, it's her and the force is, mm. is really kind of the center of all of this. And her theme, John Williams is a genius because obviously he only writes these knowing the story that he's, you know, knowing the movie he's writing for. He doesn't necessarily have the full picture of what's going to happen. He has some good ideas based on precedent. Um, but the, the journey of Ray's theme, you know, very much mirrors her own. It's wandering. It kind of goes up and down and in and around, but it all ultimately comes together in the end, triumphant. Uh, you know, she is the main hero of the trilogy, so that's to be expected. But it does, it does come in triumphant. It's strong and gentle uh, and curious and full of wonder and hope. Uh, throughout everything that, you know, throughout all of the the terrible things that are around her, uh, you know, that that she ends up having to deal with. And and it's that sort of hope and that that belief uh, in in things that things might be able to be that turned around or that things could be good again that really kind of keeps her going and keeps us, uh, you know, attached to her throughout this journey that she goes on. Yeah. And there's, you know, it's, it's an anchor of the sequel trilogy in the same way that, you know, the Luke Skywalker theme is kind of an anchor piece in, in the original trilogy. But what to me is like the big difference between Ray's theme and Luke's theme is Luke's theme is just kind of this naive kind of cliche heroic theme. And I don't, I don't mean that sounds derogatory. I don't mean it that way, but it's, it's just kind of this, uh, yeah, there's like a naivete to it. But Ray's theme, there's there's a, a, a really strong emotion to it. Um, there's a lot of heart to it. And and I really like that you said it's got this sense of wonder to it because I think that's so much of Ray's journey is, is she's the one who believes in all the myths. She's the one who still believes in kind of the magic that has been lost in the galaxy. And I think that's what Ray's theme kind of uh, shows to us is that this is the character who's going to bring that magic back into the into the galaxy. Um, and something yeah. just to I wanted to quickly note is in the in the prequel trilogy, the very last few notes in the end credits for both uh, Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones are um, statements of Anakin's theme. You know, obviously you get something big and triumphant for Revenge of the Sith because we thought that was going to be the last movie. <laughs> um, but the other two, they use 
Anakin's theme to end, right? Reminding us, John Williams is reminding us whose story this is. Both Force Awakens and Last Jedi do the same thing in their ending credits. The last couple of notes are all Ray's theme. Both Force Awakens and Last mm-hmm. Jedi, it's John Williams reminding us that this is her story. So I, it, just a fun little side note to make. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but uh, it, it really truly is the standout piece from the sequel trilogy. Uh, it, it, it's such a superb piece of music and the fact that there's so much story and the fact that the theme carries so much of the different important story beats as we progress through the different movies uh, just emphasizes its versatility and the fact that it is uh, such a, a key bit of the storytelling that we get, not only with the visuals, uh, but also the just musically and everything like that. So I, I absolutely love it. And I'm glad that we, we both agreed that it, it was essential in our musical journey through the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Um, well, why don't you give us uh, our next piece? Well, the next one uh, is a lot more, uh, how shall we put it? Exciting, I suppose. <laughs> uh, a lot more active. Uh, than than Ray's theme, and that is March of the Resistance. Uh, obviously, uh, you know everybody knows how much I enjoy this piece of music, but the reason why I put it in here on our our musical journey is because it really does give us a good introduction of you know the Resistance uh, that you know and our our heroes you know with Leia and Poe and. You know, ultimately, the the group that the rest of the the heroes will end up attached to for the rest of our trilogy. Um, And something I was noticing while uh, re-listening to it again for all of this is that it's it's obviously it's big, it's loud, it's bombastic and boisterous. But for the first part portion of it, it really only uses a few instruments. Uh, they're they're loud and they're brash and they you know but it's all brass it's all like you know the trumpets and French horns and things like that but there's there's not a lot else that's sort of front and center in the first portion of this uh, this track which made me think you know it's it reminds me that the resistance they're mighty but they're very small mm. uh, and they've got a big challenge ahead of them in what they're up against in the first order. So they're they're full of courage, they're full of uh, hope and uh, determination, and that really is what comes through is the determination and the uh, the the hope that keeps driving them forward throughout this piece. Is what while it is uh, you know an exciting march and that sort of thing, uh, it's it's the determination and the hope that's sort of laced within it that is really why I felt it was important to include as part of the, the story and the musical journey that we have here. Uh, so what about you? Why did you pick it? Yeah. I mean, very similar reasons. Um, you know, it, it, similar to race theme. It also gets used a lot throughout the rest of the trilogy. Um, but yeah, most importantly for me too, is it's, it's, there's this sense of determination to it. Um, again, a little bit different from like the rebel fanfare, uh, which is just big and bright and um, very optimistic. This one is more hopeful than optimistic in a way, and it's just so bold um, and brash. Yeah. <laughs> and to me, it like it represents what's again what's going on in the story. The again the the galaxy's kind of fallen into this cycle. Uh, it's kind of falling apart because of this cycle. And then you've got the resistance. You've got this big piece of music that reminds us that the rebellion spark is still alive in this uh, mighty little group. I like the way you pointed that out, Jason, that it it does smart start with kind of a smaller element of the orchestra, um, but it's small and mighty, you know? Uh, yes. Yeah. And, and I think that's what's so important to me about why it needed to be in here is because it's continuing that determined stand against tyranny that our last part of the story was also up against. Um, but it's, but it's new, it's different now. Um, uh, Mm -hmm. but it's just as determined as ever. And I think that's an incredibly important piece to, to have on this list. Absolutely. Uh, I like that small, but mighty 
like like David and Goliath. Mm. Uh, you know, it's it's a it's a reoccurring story theme that uh, fits all too well in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> right. right, it really does. Yeah, um, but that's yeah. I mean, that's that's really what Force Awakens is all about. Is it's it's the start of a new story uh, about kind of determination to to make things right again, uh, and and you kind of get that yeah. in kind of a militaristic march with, um, of course, the uh, <laughs> the march of the resistance. But march you also, of the resistance. But you also get kind of this more personal story um, with Ray. Uh, and I think that's worth noting. You know, it, this is something so similar to both previous trilogies. The prequel trilogy is, you know, the, the micro story is that of Anakin Skywalker and his struggle. And then there's the macro story of the fall of the Galactic Republic. Well, the second trilogy mm-hmm. is all about this rebellion. That's kind of the grand story, but it's kind of wrapped up in the story of Luke and Leia. They're, they're kind of the personal part. And I think that's what's going on in the sequel trilogy is the resistance represents this kind of galactic view of trying to restore peace and freedom, but it's also encapsulated in, in Ray's personal journey of of uh, transcending the limitations of her life. Um, so, again, like uh, the sequel trilogy is is somewhat of a rehash of the originals. So there's a lot of similar crossover themes, unfortunately. Um, but I do like that it continues that beat that the previous two trilogies did as well. You know, having this very personal story mm-hmm. and then this kind of grander story as well. Yeah, it rhymes. It rhymes, yeah. and and that's you know, it and that's like like you said, that's something that's key to Star Wars. Is there is the larger galactic level story uh, that we are still seeing paralleled um, and through the eyes of a much more personal story, uh, and and sometimes you know I feel like in some ways the prequel trilogy focused a little more on the galactic level story. And the original trilogy focused a little bit more on the personal story, and uh, I think I think the sequel probably does it uh, the personal a little bit closer than the galactic as well. Um, but it just sort of depends on what the uh, the focus is. But um, we're getting into the the middle mm-hmm. of this sequel story. Yes. Uh, where where do we start? Carl. Well, we we both were in agreement about the track Octo Island. Um, and, uh, you know, I wanted to get it in here in part because I do think it's a very important piece to Last Jedi. It also, it's, you know, it's a complete musical continuation of the end of Force Awakens, right? This is episode eight is the first time we've ever had a Star Wars movie follow immediately after the previous one. Um, we've always had some level of breather between them. So I like that this musical piece kind of continues our story. And it it starts with this really beautiful kind of spiritual quest um, that, you know, once it's a kind of a statement again of those Jedi steps piece. But then it really falls into this state of melancholy for much of the piece. And I think what I like about that is, is that's that's really a central theme of Last Jedi is this one of kind of melancholy and mystery. Right. Uh, Similar to like a piece we talked about when we talked about Attack of the Clones, you know, you kind of have that mystery piece around Count Dooku. There are elements throughout the Octo Island piece and throughout Last Jedi as as in in as a whole where you do have this this music of conveying a sense of mystery. And I think the mystery here is what happened? You know, what went wrong? Why is Luke here? And I think this this piece of music really is getting at that. It's getting at that emotion of something went wrong. We're not quite sure what it is, but it's left kind of the heart and soul of Star Wars in a state of melancholy. And that's almost I mean, that's almost a, a meta commentary, too. Right. This movie kind of did that to to the right. fan experience. It really shook things up, you know, for better or for worse. That's what it did. Um, yeah. And, uh, and we're not necessarily here to to dissect all of that right no, now you know that's that's a conversation for another podcast but it does kind of it is interesting how that those themes translate through the music you know both to the story itself and sort of to the the meta as you say uh outside of it as well um which is very interesting yeah 
Yeah, I mean, like buried in the track, you know, you have a statement of the Force theme, but then again, it kind of goes into this kind of melancholy statement and sense of mystery. Um, and there's one thing I wanted to point out, and I'm just going to fast forward to it real quick. Um, I, I call it uh, Luke's kind of Luke's motif. Uh, yeah, Luke's motif in this movie, which I am playing right now in the background. But it's really interesting because it's it's played on these kind of triumphant horns, like do 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 right? It's kind of this bold, heroic piece, and yet it's kind of a tortured one, right? So I like it that Luke kind of almost gets like a new theme statement in this piece. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, I think it's, again, the brilliance of John Williams is, you know, the misconception about Luke at the end of the day, right, is that he ran away, that he gave up. But if you listen to the commentary, if you listen to the things that Ryan Johnson has had to say um, about why Luke is there, and again, I will say, I don't think he conveys it strongly enough in the film. The fact that he had to explain it outside the film means he failed to do it in the film. Um, but all that to say, <laughs> you know, for him, Luke's there because Luke thinks this is the best choice, right? He is there because he thinks he is contributing to this cycle of violence. He is contributing to the cycle of Jedi and Sith constantly at war. So he's withdrawn himself. So I almost appreciate what John Williams gives us in that motif for Luke on the island. It is kind of weirdly heroic because Luke thinks he's doing what is right, right? He thinks that by taking himself out of the picture, he is doing the right thing. It's the hard thing, but for him, it's the right thing. Uh, so I like that John Williams' piece of music kind of conveys that, that buried underneath all of Luke's kind of pain and regret is this sense that he's still the hero, that he thinks he's doing the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. And this piece of music, it's it's really great because – I, uh, to continue sort of, uh, a theme from Ray's theme, um, it, it goes on a bit of a journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, as again, obviously, as you said, it picks right up the, the, the music, uh, the, the track picks right up, uh, you know, the, the Jedi steps. It kind of continues that a little bit and then it transitions into various other scenes that we see on Octo throughout the movie. Uh, but the, the journey that it goes on has a bit of the force theme, has a bit of Ray's theme, has a lot of mystery and kind of, confusion and it's sort of feeling its way through our you know what what's what's actually happening um and then there's still this level of of strength and determination that we get with the luke motif that you you know mm. uh, you pointed out um that you know says that there is still something good to happen here and it, it you know that all of this is about Ray starting to learn about who she is and how she relates to the force and things like that. And all of this sort of questioning and uh, journey and mystery that she's having to walk through and travel across the, the Island for, uh, you know, literally and figuratively um, is her first steps along this journey of sort of figuring this out and finding her place and, seeing you know where you know where things went wrong and how she can avoid that um and and that's really why i like this this piece is because it 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 continues that journey and it kind of gives us the the questions that lead to the lessons that she learns and uh and all of that uh, that she then takes throughout the rest of the the trilogy mm. so yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, well, so I, I will I'll go into my next pick then because we have a couple of different picks here for the for the rest of this film. My next piece is uh, the track Fun with Finn and Rose. Um, and I really wanted to get this one in there because I think it's it acts as kind of the perfect balancing point for The Last Jedi, again, musically and thematically. Octo Island is this one of kind of melancholy and mystery, but this is the one of like innocence and hope. That's what that's what Rose's theme represents. I really love Rose's theme. It gives me a sense of Anakin's theme. Again, it's very different notation-wise. It doesn't sound the same. It's not the same chords. But there's something just about the the atmosphere of it, the feeling of it, reminds me again of Anakin's. There's a sense of purity and goodness to it, and I think that's that's who Rose's character is. Um, and uh, yeah, like I think that's such an important part to the story as well. Is in Last Jedi, even though things are getting 
heavy and dark, um, there is still this sense of kind of lighthearted fun and adventure uh, within this story that even though things haven't gone exactly as we had hoped or as we as expected, um, what is kind of the through line, though, that'll get us through that is Rose's lesson of learning to fight for what we love instead of what we hate, right? Um, and uh, I think that's what this piece really represents to me is, is, is it's a reminder that the innocent and the good in the galaxy will always course correct the brokenness. Yeah, it's uh, the innocence and the good is something to hold on to and something worth fighting for. And, and I'm, I'm glad you have this in here. It, obviously, it wasn't my pick, and uh, but it's it's definitely, uh, I think, a, a bit of an overlooked uh, theme in The Last Jedi is that that sort of uh, exploration into you know fighting for you love not against what you hate uh, that that Roe. Rose uh, brings about and, uh, you know, helps to explain to Finn throughout their adventures together. Uh, and, and this theme definitely carries that, that hope and the, the devotion to the things that, that Rose loves uh, with it. And it's something that, you know, helps to propel her and those around her uh, as they wrestle against the seeming impossible might of the first order, uh, you know, even though things are dark, there's still, there's still that star, that bright little spot, in, you know, in Rose's world that she keeps moving towards. And I think that's important. Absolutely. Um, yeah. The, uh, the track that I wanted to, uh, that, I, that I'm going to sort of, uh, wrap up the last I with is, uh, it, it is one of my favorite pieces from the soundtrack and it is, the spark. Um, and obviously it starts, uh, they're on crate with, uh, Luke's appearance to Leia. And obviously, uh, in the, you know, the movie, it's great to finally have these two reconcile and reconnect, but it also is, a, that's also a very important story point because the, you know, getting these two on the same page, uh, going in the same direction at the same time, changed a galaxy hmm. 30 years earlier. Mm -hmm. um, and so finally having them back together again, this reconciliation of brother and sister, uh, and we, we get a beautiful statement of, uh, you know, Luke and Leia's theme to sort of start all of this off um, is, is sort of a reminder of that. And the fact that it, it reminds us that, you know, it tells us that, that their connection is what's going to safeguard the remaining, you know, pocket of this resistance uh, through this this terrible, terrible moment because they're cornered, uh, the leadership is fractured, and if this group falls, it could very well signal the end of the resistance. Um, and then we move into the spark portion of this piece, which is the, you know, not only is it the determination of Luke, Luke Skywalker, Jedi master, as he goes out astral projecting himself across the galaxy to stop the first order and secure the, you know, the opportunity of escape or the persistence, but it also provides the hope and the inspiration for those who are there who are cowering behind rocks and rubble, uh, devastated by the losses they've endured and the beatdown that they have received. And it's going to give them the strength and the hope to continue to carry on and to escape and to fight another day. Um, because obviously there's, you know, there's that moment of him walking through all the resistance fighters and everyone's just sort of in awe of Luke Skywalker <laughs> in that moment. And, and that's crucial uh, because it, it safeguards the hope of the galaxy and, you know, 
Luke does the most Jedi Master thing in the world, uh, <laughs> in the universe, uh, by stepping out there and giving himself to the Force to protect the innocent uh, from those who would destroy them. Yeah, I love this piece. Um, the only reason it's not on my list is because I feel like it's it's mostly about Luke, and I think the story is mm-hmm. not about Luke. Um, That's fair. As, and it, I mean, it is to a degree, but I, I mean, I think everybody wanted it to be all about Luke, but it's not his story anymore. <laughs> and I think this is an integral part of of this story. Um, but yeah, I mean, all the things you said, I t- you know completely agree with. Um, and and I think. I mean, it works very well as as kind of a follow up to the Octo Island piece, right? Because a lot of that mm-hmm. piece is about Luke. It's about why why is Luke there, and this this is him actually making the right choice. You know, he was at Octo mm-hmm. Island because he thought that was the right choice. But no, uh, what Ray came to remind him of, I think, what, what one of the important themes of this movie is Ray represents uh, a younger generation's need for a sense of wonder and a need for powerful examples and powerful stories. Um, and this is also showing, you know, it, he's the spark because Ray lit it, <laughs> you know, yeah. Ray is the, or Ray is the one who brought that spark back to the galaxy. Her, her earnest belief that Luke was still in there is what helps bring him back. Um, and I think, you know, and- the music celebrates that it's this music of triumph and determination. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, peace and purpose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as the next track says. Right. Um, but I, I, I think it's, it's important. This moment is not obvious. It's, it's important as sort of a, a, uh, a, an exclamation point mm-hmm. on Luke's story. However, it's also important for Ray to really have this, in in bold bright color uh example of what it takes what uh, what sacrifice could be needed um as a jedi master you know how how the jedi uh what their their beliefs and their creed and the 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 you know the order uh that she is ascribing herself to theoretically um the devotion and the dedication and the determination that that all entails um, having this example, I think it is something that, that provides her as well with uh, inspiration and uh, focus as she now has to take the next steps without Luke. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's an important piece, again, and, you know, kind of zooming out for a second and looking at the way that this would then interact with the whole story is, once again, the Jedi are on the brink of extinction, but this piece of music reminds us why they're so important, because because of what they bring to the galaxy. Luke's spark yes. is not just the spark of Luke Skywalker, Jedi Master, but it's the spark of the Jedi Order itself. You know that that yeah. that they are an essential part of the galaxy, uh, and and inspire such a genuine sense of hope. Um, and you know, I think the piece works very well in that regard too. Absolutely, it's uh, it, like like the track says, and like they say repeatedly in the the movie, it is the spark that will set off the powder keg, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, to uh, to restore things. Um, and so it is a key moment, but, uh, I think we're done with the last Jedi and we're <laughs> about to, uh, yeah. move on into the, the final act of the sequel trilogy. Yes. The rise of Skywalker. Right. Um, and, uh, man, this movie is such a hot mess, <laughs> but musically it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I actually rewatched it today while I was working from home. I had it on in the background and, uh, Man, like it has got some real fun stuff. Man, is this movie a mess? <laughs> I mean, I love it because of its ridiculousness, but man, I really wish they had given Episode Nine the the time and attention it it, it needed and deserved. But uh, all that to say, John Williams crushed it. <laughs> um, yes. And uh, the first piece of music I want to mention is, of course, the title track, "The Rise of Skywalker." Um, I love this piece of music. Uh, 
And again, I think it's so important because I remember David Collins made this comment a couple years ago when the movie came out and the score was released. I really, I just itching for him to do more Star Wars content on, on his on his show, the soundtrack show. But uh, he made a point that the uh, I'm not going to get the musical language correct because again, I'm a novice and I don't remember the exact words he used. But he said that the cadence and essentially like the notation of this piece of music has a very similar structure to Anakin's theme. Uh, and it kind of acts as this beautiful kind of final mark on where Anakin's theme began. But what what it doesn't do, like Anakin's theme, as we all know, like dips down and then gives us hints of the Vader theme, right? Like it it, it starts hopeful and innocent, but is constantly indicating something bad's coming. This piece right. is, it's, uh, it has a sense of mature innocence that is constantly reaching up. That is um, that is not going to get wallowed down in the dark, but rather it brings us up into the light. And thinking about what this piece represents in the story itself, I mean, it, this is the theme of our chosen family. You know, wh- whenever we hear this piece of music played on screen, it's played for Poe, Finn, and Ray. It's about their relationship. It's about this group of unlikely heroes coming together to save the galaxy. I mean, that is the most star Wars theme you can get. And the music conveys that very beautifully. Uh, you know, that there, there's this tenderness to it. There's this sense of care and uh, they go on this journey together and it's a journey that will kind of free the galaxy because of the relationships that they have. Um, so I love that the music kind of gives us that so beautifully. Yeah, absolutely. It, it is a spectacular piece. Um, it was, it almost made my list. Um, but I, you know, when I was listening to the soundtrack, I, I, I chose a couple of others, but both of those pieces do have statements of the rise of Skywalker theme within them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's how I justified not putting this on my list. Um, <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I figured I figured we were going to talk about it anyway. I figured Carl was going to have it. Um, but it is it is such a a beautifully gorgeous piece, and it does sort of bring all of the the hope of of the Skywalkers throughout history that we've gotten in this saga, and the people that have been connected with them. You know, obviously, you know Shmi. Anakin, Padme, Obi-Wan, Luke, Leia, Han, Ray, Finn, Poe, Rose, you know, Lando, all of these all of these people that have sort of become this large extended family that are connected to the name Skywalker. This sort of brings all of that hope uh of the family together and it's focused obviously in this movie specifically on on the current trio. Um but it just has this sense of of I'm having a hard time describing it. It has this sense of like open arms hmm. that reaches back to the past and encompasses all of them in a way, which is something they tried to do, I think, it, it, with the movie as a whole. Um, they tried to be able to reach back a little bit and bring – uh, a little bit of of honor and homage to certain things, and you can debate whether or not you think they they hit the mark on that. But I feel like the music, in a sense, is also trying to convey the sense of history hmm. that comes with the name Skywalker um, as it's focused through the the current big three uh, as as they continue on their journey and they hit all the the big moments uh, in this story. So, yeah. Yeah, I like the way you put that as it's kind of like an open armed piece. You know, it really is. It, it embraces yeah. the entirety of the saga um, with a with with one piece of music. Yeah, does that very yeah. well. It's it's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, I loved hearing that live a few uh, weeks ago. Yeah. I, had, I had never heard the, this piece of music played live and it was really awesome to hear it in, in person. I, I can imagine it's it's gorgeous just listening to it on the soundtrack. So yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I can't good. I can only imagine what a what a live uh production of this piece would be. Um You've got the master list, Carl. Where are we going next? Which uh Well you're ne- you get the next two picks because we're going chronologically. So uh what's, right. your, what's your first pick from the film? Uh, uh my first pick is Destiny of a Jedi. 
Uh, and and this piece uh, is played when uh, in the movie. This piece is played when Ray returns to Octo. You know, she's deciding she's going to follow in Luke's footsteps and remove herself from the pro- the, the the galaxy because she's part of the problem. Mm. Uh, and if she removes herself, then everyone will be better for it. Um, and and this is sort of like her final lesson. This this piece of music kind of covers her final lesson that we get within the movies um, as she sort of is taken on this, this mental, emotional, and force journey, uh, in a sense, as she and Luke have this conversation and they figure out what they need to do. Um, as she really kind of fully understands who she is and where she fits in this story and where she fits within the force itself. Uh, this is where she's really starting to put all the pieces together and she really is able to understand that that no, much like Luke having to reinsert himself back into the galaxy at the end of Last Jedi, she needs to go in and be part of the solution. And I love this piece because it takes us, the music itself just takes us on a journey through the force. Um, it's got you know, in, in no particular order. It's got Ray's theme. It's got the Rise of Skywalker theme. It's got the Force theme. It's got Yoda's theme. Uh, it, it's got and it's got Princess Leia's theme. Uh, and it's got all of this sort of woven together as she uh, comes to understand that that her part in this story isn't over, and that removing herself from it would be the worse would would make things worse uh and it gives her sort of that sense of purpose and determination to go back out and try again um and that's why i i really wanted to include this piece because it really sort of it again I, i'm finding that you know that obviously we're <laughs> the series is a musical journey and that journey is most specifically sort of highlighted with the sequel trilogy, because all of these these pieces, many of them, uh, are taking us on a journey in and of themselves. And this one, I think, is uh, is a very specific journey that sort of hits on all of the the impact of the Force and the people connected that have used the Force most closely uh, in Ray's life, as we sort of and and others with with uh, Yoda's theme in there, as we sort of see how the Force has impacted everyone and that Ray still has a part to play and a, a part to, to take up within the force itself. Yeah. I, I love this piece. Um, and I love that you included it on your list and I like the way you're describing it. It is, it's kind of this quick little five minute greatest hits collection <laughs> of, of kind yes. of, of thematic <laughs> pieces. Um, you know, there's, there's nothing particularly new in here to rise of Skywalker, which is again, why I didn't put it on the list. Cause it's, it's, it's kind of taking things from across the galaxy or excuse me, from across the saga. But what I really like, but why I think it is actually really important. I love that you have it on here. Jason is, you know, swirling through this piece of music is all these kind of the spiritual themes of star Wars, Luke's theme, Leia's Mm -hmm. theme, the force theme and Ray's theme is kind of the highlight though. Still at the center of it is Ray's theme because like Luke tells her, you know, a thousand generation live in you now, but this is your fight. You know, this Ray is now part of that legacy. Um, so all of these themes that work together, they all work kind of t- to prop up her theme in a sense, right? Like that's where we're at at this in the story is all of these, all of these galactic events, all of these spiritual Jedi who've come before Ray are here now on this island to prop her up um, and and start something new through her. Um, so I, I really love that. Right. And of course it, it, it ends with that famous, uh, piece of, you know, Luke lifting the X-wing and it's the same music that plays when Yoda lifts the X-wing. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it just, yeah, just, I really liked the way you explained it is kind of, it is, it is all of those themes coming together and at the center of it, it's all about Ray, you know, it's about yeah. her being, being part of that story too. Uh, which I think is really wonderful because that's really what the sequel trilogy is telling us. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And then you said I I've, I've got the next one too, right? You do, yeah. All right. Well, and and this is uh The Force is with you. And of course, in the movie, this is the music that plays when uh Ray stands up and, you know, the, you know, has all the Jedi, you know, be with me. And we hear all the Jedi speaking to her as she stands up and finally uh, is able to, to stand against Palpatine and, uh, and, and take him down. Um, but it, this is, this has been one of my favorite pieces just in general from this soundtrack forever. But I, I feel like it's important story-wise because this is for me, sort of the the declamatory like here's the fulfillment of the journey that she's been going on so far this journey that we've sort of been adventuring and walking through th- musically throughout the whole the whole trilogy here this is where she's able to stand and she's able to rise and she's able to with the the backing and the support of all the jedi that are, are out there and and giving her the the power and the the uh, force, you know, <laughs> that she needs to to make this stand and to to, to once again be the light in the galaxy um, is really important, and it really sort of is. Here's that shining moment. Here's the this where she is able to finally not only just understand that she's got a place in all of this, but this is where she does finally step up and take that place. Uh, and, and it's key and important not only in her story, but also in the overall story of, of the Jedi. It's sort of a, a cementing of the fact that, you know, Rey will survive, and through her, so will the Jedi. Um, and that light won't go out here. Uh, and And that's really why I love it. And then, of course, it does, you know, as all the the ships start, you know, rising back up into the air over Exegol, it does have the uh, the Rise of Skywalker theme play as they they sort of rejoin the fight uh, again, which is something that I, I you know is part of why I justified having these two pieces in rather than the theme itself. But um, yeah, uh, I I absolutely love this piece, but I do think uh, thematically it it is a very key and important moment. Um, for her journey and for the journey of the story. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, I love this piece. It's beautiful. Uh, I love just the simplicity of the piano notes playing her theme as she's finally hearing from the Jedi who came before and and, and she's finding that, that confirmation um, that she is going down the right path, that she is the future of the Jedi, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, I know for some folks, they they really didn't like this because they're like, I don't like that she needs their approval. But I don't think it's, you know, I don't th- I don't think it's so much that is 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 she's just wary of like, is this the right way to go? Am am I the future of this? And I think in this moment, that's what the music is telling us. Is again, it starts very simply. It's it's this very beautiful, just simple piano notes of her theme and then it gives way into this you know really big powerful statement of her theme that this is her story she has found her place in this story and has accepted her place in this story it's her i am a jedi like my father before me right it's 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 that same right. type of cadence um it just it's just something different now you know uh luke had to find himself and me you know yeah and ray has found herself uh it, you know it Similar themes, but just different uh, ways of, of of taking shape. Yeah, and she's been asking for them. Uh, she's, you know, be with me, be with me. That's something that obviously we see her, you know, meditating at the beginning of the movie, uh, trying to reach out. Uh, and finally, in this moment, she says it again, and they and they're there. And it's it's not approval; uh, it's encouragement and support. Right. Uh, it, it it's you know. It's affirmation in the sense that, yes, we are with you, but they're there to encourage her and to support her. Uh, uh, they're not there to say, yeah, you're good, and then stand between her and Palpatine and take over. Uh, you know, they're, they're there behind her. They're there picking her up, um, you know, in a, in a very real sense. You know, the, the idea, obviously, she, she collapses after all of this. And so the idea is that without this support she would not have had the strength to stand um on her own 
And, and that's part of why this is so important because, uh, you know, the Jedi, it's, you know, they're all there, you know, through the force, they all are there. They're all able to, to reach out and commune, you know, with the past, the present, the future, the, those long gone, as, as Yoda says, um, and they're able to rely on the wisdom and the strength uh, of those who have passed and perhaps those who will come in the future, you know, who knows how the force works in its mysterious ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a great piece of music. Um, but uh, I, I'm going to take us to one, one track, a couple tracks later into the score. And it's kind of the last piece of music we get in rise of Skywalker. And it, it's very similar to Jedi steps. You know, the Jedi steps at the end of Force Awakens was something very new. You know, John Williams was doing something very new musically. And he does that again with the final track that I wanted to pick for this musical journey, which is the track A New Home, which is, uh, of course, played when Ray kind of returns in this epilogue moment to Tatooine. Um, and I think what what I love about this piece and why I think it's a great piece to actually end this whole journey is because, I mean, it literally is what ends the journey <laughs> on screen. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it's something very spiritual. Um, it is a yes. very heavenly piece of music. There is a lot of harp being used in this piece of music, you know. And when you think, you know, thinking in Western music, the harp is often used to convey a sense of celestial presence, right? Uh, Ray has like her very own theme notes and hints at is she is a character called to kind of transcend everything that came before and this piece kind of conveys that you know as the track builds you know it keeps the notes keep getting higher and higher and they're reaching you know ever ever higher into again kind of this heavenly sensibility this story has found peace in ray because ray has come and and again thinking about the importance of the visuals, of course, that accompany this piece is her burying these lightsabers. She has, you know, healed the wounds of the past and has laid it to rest, you know, and in doing so has also found exactly who she is and where she belongs in the story. And it's as a Skywalker, you know, uh, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. that is one of my favorite things about this movie. You know, again, Rise of Skywalker to me is a hot mess, but I will forever love her taking the name Skywalker. And I know it's divisive. I know a lot of people don't like it. Um, and I think there's a lot of fair reasons for why people don't. But I personally love it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I think it's 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 a beautiful way to end our nine part saga. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, a new I, home to me is it's it's an essential piece to close out this journey, you know, thinking all the way back to where we started with something like Anakin's theme and Duel of the Fates, you know, through a love theme and across the stars into Battle of the Heroes, you know, the the Force theme and A New Hope and the Luke and Leia theme and all this adventure music. And this entire story finally comes to rest in kind of the transcendent journey of Rey. Um, and I really love that. I love that. That's how John Williams chooses to take the saga out is it's a way of tying a bow on everything. Just as Ray ties a bow around those sabers and says, (laughs) this story has been laid to rest and it's time for something new now. Um, which at the end of the day, I think that's what the sequel trilogy should have started with, (laughs) but, uh, all that to say, uh, excited that we're going to get a race story on the other side of this. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, to me, that was uh, a new home is one of my favorite pieces of music in, across all of star Wars. Um, so yes, it's a personal favorite, but I also do th- for me, I, I immediately knew what I wanted to pick for both force awakens and rise of Skywalker. Cause I was like, obviously race theme is where the story starts and a new home is where the story ends. Uh, she has mm-hmm. brought everything back home because of her honest pursuit of who she's supposed to be in the galaxy. And I love that. Yeah. It's such a beautiful piece of music. It, this, you know, like the rise of Skywalker, the theme, uh, this almost made my list. Um, honestly, it, 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 it was there for just a bit. And then destiny of a Jedi 
was sort of a last minute <laughs> switch in based on the sort of story that was playing out on my notepad as I was, you know, looking at the whole saga. Um, but I'm so glad that you have this on here because it is, it's so beautiful. It does bring, it finally puts Luke and Leia's fight they're they're driving there's everything to rest at peace it it gives them that peace to just be able to know that that that's done and they they can move on without having to worry about their fight anymore because and ray is there to sort of take things forward because not only is this peace sort of a way to to wrap things up, this her story in finding who she is, her place in the Force, her place in the galaxy. Um, it does sort of give us a nice, you know, ending to that that journey. But the piece does sort of give us a quick look at what the next story might be. It sort of looks not only is it reaching heavenly, but it's sort of you know, kind of put all of this to rest and to, to allow the galaxy to breathe and to be at peace for a moment. But it does sort of look up to the side and be like, what's the next story? Where do we go from here? What's the next chapter? Because Ray isn't done. Ray's story isn't over and the galaxy won't stop turning just because uh, the first order has been stopped and Palpatine is finally eliminated. Um, the galaxy still turns and there will still be, uh, you know, Jedi to train and the dark side to resist. Uh, and we can feel confident that the next steps in that, uh, will be taken by someone who is, uh, purely confident in her place in all of this, uh, and is relying on the Jedi as a whole to move into the future. Mm. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. There is the culmination of our Star Wars and musical journey. Um, yes. As we said, uh, the last couple of episodes of this series, uh, I've been building a playlist in Spotify. Uh, that playlist will be shared <laughs> um, in the ne- at the end of the week. So, I mean, you can obviously put it together yourself, but if you want it all in one place, it's just under two hours too, so it's less than a whole Star Wars movie. Uh, but you could listen <laughs> through just uh, some musical highlights according to the Wampus Lair of, uh, of yes. the Skywalker saga. And I have loved yes. doing this. This has been so much fun. I, I've been so excited every time we've sat down to record about this. Uh, you know, obviously we've, we've said many times, Carl and I love Star Wars music so much. We love talking about Star Wars music. Um, but having the inspiration, Carl, because of, of the, the concerts you were able to go mm. to, to, to talk about it in this way, um, was really exciting. Uh, cause it's not something we'd ever done before. And uh, being able to really kind of see the story uh, much in the way that the, you know, the musical journey bonus DVD that came with the Revenge of the Sith soundtrack did. Uh, We kind of did our own version of that, uh, but took in the whole saga and uh, were able to to put our Wampus Lair spin on it. And it was really fun. And I think let me appreciate certain aspects and themes of the story uh, in different ways that I haven't thought of before. So good. Yeah. This has been really happy. We did that. Yeah, me too. Me too. But, um, Carl, if people want to weigh in on the choices that we picked for, uh, this musical journey, or if they want to, uh, offer some suggestions for their own, where can people get in contact with us to do that? Uh, well, they can uh, get us on Instagram at uh, the Wampas Lair. Can also follow us on Twitter at Wampas Lair, or email us at Wampas Lair Podcast at gmail dot com. Excellent. Uh, any final thoughts before we close this out? It's been a great time, my my maestro friend. Indeed, uh, this wraps up our musical journey. Thank you, everyone, so much for 
uh, listening to this episode of the Wampas Lair podcast. This has been episode number 531, A Musical Journey Part 3. For Carl, I'm Jason, and we'll see you next time here in the Wampas Lair. Thank you.